We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everybody, I'm Sophie, he's Mike, and she's Brenda, and welcome to On the Road with Mickey. If you're returning for another adventure with us, welcome back. We are so glad you have returned safely. And if this is your first episode with us and you're new here, welcome. It's so nice to meet you, and I'm going to show you the reins today. First up, we have our cheddar from the Big Cheese, which is basically our Disney news snippets. And then after that, we have our feature topic, which is what we talk about for most of the episode. And then after that, we have our This Day in Disney History, brought to you by me. And after that is our game of Who's Who. And that is brought to you by Mike, my dad. A oh, fair warning, I'm almost never wrong when it comes to this game. I almost always win it. And then after that... Brenda will be giving us a quote from the big man himself, Walt Disney, and it's just going to be amazing. So buckle up, keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the car at all times, make sure you're safe, fasten your seatbelts, all that good stuff, and we will see you on the road. It's time to get going. Let's go! Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi, everyone. And he's Grogu. And, we and are we're on, on the, the road, road with, with Mickey. Mickey. This is season two, episode 28 for July 12th, 2021. And our feature topic this week is our favorite Disney pre-shows. We are excited to bring this to you because we think it'll be a lot of fun to talk about the show before the before the show or before the ride or whatever. And I think it'll just be a neat um, experience and it'll be a lot of good conversation. It might be some, some pre-shows that come up that you don't even think about. So um, there were more to me than I thought there would be. So, so I think we're going to have a lot of fun with this show, but um, first we're going to start with our cheddar from the big cheese and Sophie, why don't you start us off? Okay, well, this one is huge news, like huge, huge, huge news. But the other day, the big construction crane that was being used over the construction of the Tron light cycle run was removed. Hopefully that means that some of the track of the Walt Disney World Railroad is close to being reinstalled and the railroad reopened, maybe? Fingers crossed. Come on, cross them both. Cross them both. Okay, crossing my fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, hopefully. Who knows? We have no idea when the the railroad will reopen. But we're going to, you know, we're like... We're like the TTA. We want it to open now, and yes. we keep hoping it opens now. So there you go. <laughs> we hoping it opens, but we don't know if it's going to be before October 1st, but we're hoping it's going to be by October 1st, right? Right. Yeah. Yay! Can't wait, can't wait. Well, Mickey's Magic is getting a little facelift. A special oh. scene from Disney and Pixar's movie Coco is going to be added to the show, and it'll start in Disney's California Adventure and Disneyland Paris on July 17th, and it will be added to the Magic Kingdom Park Philhar Magic Show for the 50th anniversary celebration. Oh, yeah. wow. And you know, shame on Mike, but I didn't even know there was a Mickey's Philhar Magic at California Adventure. Oh, no, I didn't either. I mean, well, that I guess show is awesome, though, isn't it? The way they. Oh, I, I love mean, it. And at Magic awesome. Kingdom, I love it. And I just never knew it was there. And I think it's because we haven't been there in six years. Yeah, yeah. it's been a while for me, too. Yeah. But I, and I don't think I even knew. So, anyway, moving on. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had a poll in our Facebook group. 
And the question was, which is your favorite lounge fly? And there were 11 images that Sophie had sent to me that we um, listed as options. And the one that won the poll was this one. And that would be the Lady in the Tramp. Um, for so those of you watching on, on our YouTube channel, you'll see the image up there now. We're sharing it now. So um, you know, just like everything, there's a backstory. And the backstory in this one is that Sophie was gifted a lounge fly of her choice um, by her friends and our friends. And yeah. um, so Sophie is going to tell us what she chose and give a special shout out. Yay. And first of all, I just want to say Aunt Sheila, Uncle Randy, Jagan, I am so, so thankful for it. Thank you again. I know I've told you already like five times, but thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and now I'm going to get it pulled up. And this is the one I chose. Daddy says that surprisingly none of you actually voted for the 101 Dalmatians one which was surprising to me, but I can sort of understand. It is a little bit busy, but I still love it because I love the colors and all that stuff. And because they didn't have the Lady and the Tramp one, which is what I was going to get, I actually chose this one because it was my second choice. And in order to make up for the fact that they didn't have the Lady and the Tramp bag, Aunt Sheila and Uncle Randy, they got me this wallet as well, which has Lady and the Tramp on it, and it would have matched the original bag that you guys voted for and that I wanted, but it also matches the 101 Dalmatians bag, so I'm very happy either way. Yeah, it looks really good. They match really well. Yes, I love them so much, and I love Aunt Sheila and Uncle Randy so much too because... Mm, so you guys sweet. are the best. Yeah. So sweet. Yay. So, so that wraps up our cheddar from the big cheese. I don't have anything else. Is there anything that you guys have heard about that I have overlooked? Hmm. Uh, I do know that they have announced early morning hours for every Disney resort guest beginning October 1st at the parks and okay. only for deluxe and deluxe villa resorts. They will have evening extra magic hours. Okay. Wow. And that also starts October 1st. It's supposed to start October 1st. And they also have stated that the dining plan will be coming back, but they have not stated when it's when. going to start. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm excited hmm. for that to come back too. Yeah. Well, what I'm hearing is really what I'm hearing, Daddy, is that this is an excuse for us to stay at the Grand Floridian if we want to <laughs> <for> magic hours. <laughs> yeah, that, everything's an excuse to stay at the Grand Floridian. <laughs> Who needs an excuse? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to get technical about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just for the record, probably not going to happen this next trip. So, <laughs> Don't worry, I still love Pop Century, but yeah. Anyway, it'll be moving okay. on. Yeah. Moving on. Don't forget, you can connect with us in all of the links we have in our show notes, Facebook and the Facebook group, our YouTube channel. We're on Instagram. You can email us and you can leave us a phone voicemail. Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, moving on, this is our feature topic, is our favorite Disney pre-shows. And these are attractions, and sometimes they're shows, that have a pre-show opening that we really enjoy. And we're turning this into a top five list. Mm -hmm. So, um, number five to number one, and we're going to go around the table like we normally do on our top five list. So, Brenda... Do you want to start us off? Oh, sure. So no we're, pressure. we're starting with number five. Our number that's five. That's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, my number five is only number five because it's new, and mm -hmm. my other four are like traditional fan favorites for years and years. Uh -huh. So 
the number five for me is the perfect picnic. And I just think it's so cute. The perfect and picnic is the show when you go into Mickey and Minnie's railway, runaway railway. railway. Oh. And it's a little short about, you know, Mickey and Minnie were on going to have a great picnic. And then, you know, all of a sudden they got sidetracked and they're going to go through all these funny escapades. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's and kind of funny. It is, and it's an awesome thing, and it's a neat short. Um, yeah. And my whole thought about it was that it, it is brand new, but to me it feels like part of the ride, so that's why I never thought about it as a pre-show, but you're right, it is. And and then you get into the actual different scenes of yeah. of how your, how your car goes, your train car goes. So, yeah, it's so, yeah. so much fun. I just yeah. love that ride. I think it's really, really cute. I do yeah. Too. That's my number I five. Okay. I like that one. That one's a good one. Thank you. All right. Who's well, next? Sophie's I'm guessing next. I'm next. Right. And mine, this one is, it's on my list because I feel the need to talk about it on my list because it's my favorite ride of all time, but it's actually my fifth place pre-show i like more pre-shows more than this but okay. that would be the haunted mansion in case you hadn't guessed i love the haunted mansion i love it love it love it love it love it and it'll definitely be close to number one when we talk about some other episode ideas which I'm guessing we might talk about next week just because I'm mentioning it now <laughs> maybe <laughs> but so anyway the haunted back, mansion huh back to what I was saying the haunted mansion is what came to mind first when I thought about Disney pre-shows I and the thing about it is is that the pre-show originally scared me half to death the first time I went on the Haunted Mansion. The pre-show absolutely terrified me to the point that I was like, nope, nope, I'm not going on that ride. You can't make me. If it's anything like the pre-show, no, get me out of here. <laughs> and then and then we found a way to skip the pre-show the next time we went on the ride and all was well. But the reason that it's so low on my list is because it's not quite as immersive as some of the other pre-shows that I've seen. It's a good classic, definitely, and I enjoy the stretching portraits. My favorite is of that little girl who's standing on the tightrope over the alligator's mouth. Mm -hmm. That is my favorite. But, hmm, it's... It feels like it's over after a bit, and it it doesn't feel like it should end. Okay. That's All a right. good one, though, Sophie. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. All right, Daddy, your turn. Well, number five for me is the Enchanted Tiki Room. I like the pre-show when you're standing outside before you go into the theater and sit down. And I also, but, you know, I also think that um, the pre-show, when it was under new management, to me, the pre-show then was better than the pre-show now. Ooh, that's true. I might... And that might be fighting words for for some <laughs> Disney purists out there. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it is what it is. There's no wrong answer. Everybody's got an opinion. There's yeah. no wrong answer at Disney. <laughs> so right. number five for me is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Very good. Yeah. So That's Enchanted Tiki Room under new management or? Just Enchanted Tiki Room. All right. I think once we're Very done good. here, I'm going to go and watch the, Enchan the Enchanted Tiki Room if I can find it on YouTube. Okay. There you go. There you go. All well, right. we're on to number four. Mm -hmm. yep. So number four is a, <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but it is what it is. Number four is a 
family favorite because we have imitated it and made fun of it for a long time. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. But it is the rock and roll, the rock and roller coaster pre-show. <laughs> and we like, if anything comes up in my family, we're like, wait a minute. I love that idea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, I mean, we really like the pre-show. Don't get me wrong. It's just certain parts of it that we think right. are, you know, a little corny, but, yeah. but it's also a family favorite that we've had for a long time. <laughs> you know, when we went to the parks in 2000, my oldest son was 14 and we took his best friend with us. And the whole entire time we were doing all the rides around Hollywood studios with Josh and Kristen, that Butch and I were with them. The two 14 year olds literally did Tower of Terror 10 times and Rock and Roller Coaster 10 times. Oh. They went back and forth between those two rides the entire day. Wow. So, it, yes. It was a, that was a big part of their trip. And so we, you know, we started then with kind of joking about the Rock and Roller Coaster pre show. Yes. <laughs> I love That's it. A, love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, sorry. Story. But it's a good one. You know, yes, gotta love is. Aerosmith and a stretch limo. I mean, <laughs> who could not love a stretch limo on the way to a concert? Exactly. I still so hate the can. rock and roll the coaster with a burning passion. I'm sorry. I love it. I remember this one time. This is off topic on a tangent. I was at Bush Gardens and I was there with my best friend, Riley. <laughs> and oh, God. <laughs> She wanted to go on this ride called Tempesto. Oh. And for those of you who don't know, it's not a fast ride necessarily, but it uses gravity in a way that makes it very fast. Oh. And you go in a spiral almost, and you're s sitting in the car. Not a fan. <laughs> No, not a fan at all. You're sitting in the car and you are going, whoa, you are hanging upside down like 40 feet off the ground or something. Oh, we have and those like a boat around here. I did not want to go on it. I was willing to try it because Riley wanted to go on it, but I myself did not want to. And as we were sitting down in that car, she was like, don't worry. It's just like the rock. It's just like the rock and roller coaster. And I was like, Riley, I hate the rock and roller coaster. And she just gave me this look that was like, oh no. Never mind. It's not like that at all. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I was crying when I got off that ride. I wasn't there. I didn't see the it's I didn't go on the ride. <laughs> it was hysterical. We were, we were walking off the ride. I had tears pouring down my cheeks but i was smiling anyway i still hated it and it resulted in one of the um, cutest pictures that my mom has ever taken of me even oh. though my hair was a squirrel's nest and i despise that picture it was awesome <laughs> but the story is what made that the whole thing you know yeah. it, it was hysterical oh, i love it i love it Oh. oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, well, it is. Did you give your number four yet, so? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember if we had or not. It's definitely not rock and roller coaster. Definitely not. Well. My my fourth favorite pre-show, this one was actually a hard decision. I knew I had to keep number five on the list. I wasn't sure about number four. But my number four is Soren over okay. California, yeah. over the world. But specifically, it has to be the original one. Oh, it okay. has to be the original one with Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Hello, my name is Patrick, and I'll be your flight attendant today. That's the one <laughs> you're still seeing today. And these little beauties. <laughs> <laughs> I love that video. It when he gives so the grand. thumbs, 
It is so great. And I love Kronk because he is Kronk's voice actor. So, and he's just so great. I love him, love him, love him, love him, love him. And Kronk is just the worst being ever in the Disney world. You cannot, you cannot quote, you cannot argue with me on this. Kronk is pure and innocent and sweet. And so obviously his voice actor is the same because I admire them both so much. This is not true, but Gosh. I still admire them a bunch and I really like the pre-show and I like their voice. It's just so nice. It's soothing, isn't it? Very nice. Yes, it is. It gives me serotonin. There you go. Very nice. Okay. So number four is soaring around the world or soaring over California. Either or, because it doesn't matter, because yeah. Patrick is in both. Yep. Yeah. They so, do a good thing when they had it. Yeah, they did. Well, my number four is Tempesto. No, it's not. It's not even right. And Tempesto doesn't have a free show. But it's just like the rock and roller coaster. And number four for me is the rock and roller coaster. That's Yay! What... <laughs> I just think, and I'm, I, I didn't even, idea. I didn't even, I don't, I don't pick up on the corny, but I love it. And I'm like, oh. and, and Aerosmith is like, hey, we're going to take them on a stretch track. limo. We got yeah. backstage, back. who are we? We should, we're able to do this. We're going to make right. it happen. That's right. And you know, they would too. Yeah. 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 So. And their manager is pretty cool. You have to admit, she's a pretty uh-huh. cool lady. Yeah. So number four is rock and roller coaster for me. Rock on. You got it. All right. <laughs> well, now we're on to number three. And number what three. is it? Let me see. Oh well, Ray. The Ray hologram is number three for me. Oh. Rise Yay. of the Resistance. Uh-huh. I think that's really well done. I really love the pre-show on Rise of the Resistance. I mean, the whole thing, it's like start to finish, it's like Show. The whole thing is the like an entire show. movie yeah. condensed yes. into twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I really like the the pre show with you know with Ray and everything. It's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's my number three. Because okay. like I said, you know the ones that are my favorites have been my favorites forever. So things don't change much around here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your number three, Sophie? My number three is actually a ride that I haven't been on in a very long time, and that is Mission Space. There actually, yeah, there is a pre-show to it, and in that pre-show, you have been recruited by NASA, and you are going up in a rocket to either orbit around the Earth or go to Mars, depending on which route you take. Level you went with. That's right. (laughs) Call you Richard Branson. Here we go. Here's the question. Yes. The original pre-show for Mission Uh-oh. Space had Lieutenant Dan, Gary Sinise. He's awesome. He's mm-hmm. not there anymore. It's a woman, and I don't know who she is or anything like that, but she is the one who gives the pre-show information about the flight and all that. And I wondered if that made any difference to you. If, or if it matters at all. Mm, no, I can't say that it did. I don't know that it would because you don't know a whole lot about who Gary Sinise is. And, and no. I only I know him most from Forrest Gump. <laughs> so, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> you got magic legs. <laughs> so that's why it matters to me. But it, I don't think it matters to me that much. But anyway, still a good pre-show, though. It so. definitely is. But not Lieutenant Dan great. Mm. <laughs> He's so. a special one. All but right, then. That was okay. a great choice, though. Thank that's you. Okay. you I, I had a lot of... I have a Post-it note. And <laughs> on my Post-it note, I've got... Number three, two, and one, like totally crossed out multiple times about which one's number three, which one's number two, and which one's number one. Yeah. Okay. Make number, a decision. 
I made one. And number three, somewhat shockingly to me, is not higher. Mm. And that is Muppet Vision 3D there right there. Go. And I just, it, it is one of the best pre-shows I think you've ever had. And maybe it's because the pre-show might be better than the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. But. You know, in the early 90s, I want to say. No. Yeah, I guess sometime around there. I went to Hollywood Studios. I had a day pass. I went to Hollywood Studios. I was debating between Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom and decided to go to Hollywood Studios um, because I thought, at the time, I thought Magic Kingdom was for kids. Oh. <sighs> Sacra blue but so anyway boy. i went to hollywood studios and i had a, i had an okay time but absolutely the best time i had was seeing muppet vision 3d <laughs> and <laughs> and it, that's back when it was brand spanking new you know was this mgm back then it was MGM. And i guess it, it might have been and i don't even remember um but that was probably the most fun I had out of the whole day at the park because that's the thing I remember the most was the Muppets and the Muppet Vision 3D but anyway I just love like some of the things you know like Sam Eagle saying um you know stopping in the middle of a row is unpatriotic <laughs> yes and it happens all the time funny you know please go all the way down to the end of the row yeah and no. then and then rizzo trying to try to act like he's mickey mouse rizzo <laughs> the rat and he goes and they're like and i think it's um who's the backstage guy on the muppet show um oh gosh i can't remember but anyway he's like hey you can't do that you're not Mickey Mouse. And, and Rizzo goes, what? They're tourists. They're not going to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just those sorts of corniness, you That's know? Great. It's just so awesome, you know? That's so Yeah. So anyway, Muppet Vision 3D is number three. And if you ask me tomorrow, it might be number two or number one. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's but yeah. for this episode and right now recording, it's number three. Awesome. Number well, my num two. number two is Sophie's number five. The Haunted Mansion. Because oh. to me, the Haunted Mansion pre-show is like if just someone just says pre-show and that's it. Just that one word. Pre-show, yeah. my mind automatically goes to the Haunted Mansion pre-show. It is the pre-show. I mean, to me. So, yeah. but it's number two because, you know, number one is number one. And that's the way it is. But that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm, I mean, I can't even explain it other than that. It, that is the, you know. I wonder what number one is. Hmm. I, no idea. Hmm. No idea. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, Falling in to see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I'll hold my breath and see. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's Mission Breakout. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. Well, my number two then. My number two is Flight of Passage. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that one. It is so immersive. And of course, it's not nearly as immersive as some of the others. <clears throat> Number one. Um, <laughs> but it's great. It gives you a good reason for the, the adventure that you're about to take. Yeah. It helps you visualize exactly where you are in Pandora and all that amazing stuff. The only thing I really don't like about it is when they make us dance. In the pre-show, because they yeah, do make they you make dance on the pre-show. You have to move in order for the scan to sample your DNA and match you up with an avatar. Yeah. 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 You know what and, I really like about that pre-show too, Sophie? Yeah. Is 
a lot of young kids going on that have not seen well even people might i mean a lot of people haven't seen avatar yeah and i think that the pre-show on that ride does a great job of explaining what it is like the whole premise yeah and i think that's really important for people who don't know anything about it i think you're right i think that's a great choice sophie yes although i think the reason that i don't like the dancing part so much is because jagan flossed the first time we were on that ride (laughs) she did the floss dance (laughs) dang it jagan Oh, scarred for life. Exactly. <laughs> right, live and everything. I'll remember that, thank Over goodness. Interwaves. I do. And dang it, Tegan, that was the cringiest thing I've ever seen you do. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Paybacks are heck, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. My number two, and I think Brenda and I, I have the very similar rankings um, because my number two is also the haunted mansion. And, you know, it really struck home how much the pre-show matters in a ride. Because when we were first back at Disney, which um, is this week. Yeah. Last year was last year was when we were back at Disney after they reopened. Yeah. But anyway, and you go into a haunted mansion and you walk right through the stretching room. And that and that was like, whoa, we're missing something, you know? And so now this now this now the pre-show, the stretching room is back at the Magic Kingdom. And that's gonna make it, I think, more it's going to make the ride better yeah. for it being there. So, but I know and what you, know, you mean, Sophie, like, about how it's like a cult. I mean, there, yeah. there's cult people. I mean, you know, there's haunted mansion people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, they were missing that pre-show something. Oh off. yeah, yeah, yeah. So number two for me is the haunted mansion. Awesome. All right. So Brenda. I don't think we can take the suspense (laughs) anymore. (laughs) Uh, Well, imagine if you will. (laughs) I do a horrible Rod Serling. Imagine. He does a great pre show. Yeah. The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is my number one. That ride is always my number one. Any aspect of the ride is always my number one. It's always been that way. So that's my number one, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror pre-show. Nice. Dimension of sight and sound. Yeah. 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 That's it. Okay, Brenda. I'm going on the internet right now. Okay. I am making a pledge with both of my girls on the show here. Uh, You're going to write it? it? When you are there and I'm there at the same time, I will write it with you girls. Yay! I've written it twice. <laughs> I really, really disliked it the first time. And the second time, the only way I got through it was by holding my camera shutter and just taking pictures while the whole ride kept going. <laughs> and I got some really cool shots. Yeah. But, um. But that was the only way I did it. And after that, I was like, no, I don't need to do this anymore. But when we're there together, whenever that is, when we're there together, then I will ride it with you guys. We're going to have to get there together for sure. You are so brave. Yay. And it's on the internet. So that makes it true. (laughs) That's got to be true. (laughs) We're going to make sure. Yeah, we are. We're definitely making this happen. Okay. So number one, Sophie, what is your number one? My number one is Miss Brenda's number three. So that's two of us ending in Hollywood Studios. And my number one is Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Man, I do not know what I was doing with my life 
Before you made me watch Star Wars, Daddy. <laughs> you are I'll, so welcome. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Daddy, you have brought imagination and creativity into my life when I really had none. Yay. All right. And that's saying something because I want to write a book. Yeah. So Rise, Rise of the of Resistance. The resistance. Huh? Yes. Wow. I as much as I say I'm on the dark side because I enjoy being able to feel emotions instead of suppressing them and pushing away everyone that I love, cough, cough. I love the Jedi. I love their story arc. I love how they are. And I love the fact that it makes me their enemy. And so that's a bunch of huge, amazing fight scenes that I'm picturing in my head. Yeah, that's a great but, choice. The Rise of the Resistance is like you are making my dream come true. You're taking me, you're plucking me up out of this boring, dull world that I exist in, and you're putting me in a world that's far better where I can go and become a hero or maybe a spy. I don't know. That's, that might have been what I was imagining myself as during my first time on that ride. I was imagining myself as a First Order spy, and it was great. Okay. <laughs> great choice. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so the pre-show, right. The pre-show, which is really just, it's part of the ride. Let's be honest. It's not really a pre-show because it's set up to immerse you into the ride that you're already very immersed in. But I love it. I love it so much. And I think I love it the most because it actually has live people in the pre-show. There are actual people. They are playing the role. And I'm jealous and I want to do the exact same thing that they're doing, but I don't have a job at Disney, so I can't. Okay, we'll make that happen. Yes, yep. that's that's definitely going to happen. Okay, so. I. I, you know. I don't see I have several honorable mentions, but I'm going to tell you rise of the resistance as a pre-show. Ain't even on my radar. Oh my gosh, really? No, because I your I, number one. I, I kind of feel like Rise of the Resistance is the whole thing is the, the ride, and to me there is no pre-show. But that's what makes it cool is that you guys do think there is a pre-show, and I and I'm just like, no. Nah. You're gonna be shocked at my number one. Oh really? Uh huh. Because my number one is, I think, the pre-show is far and away better than the actual ride itself, and that would be the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I love, Yay! I love the suspense of the pre-show, and I love how it sucks you and you can feel that anticipation and wow. you can when i was writing the pre-show you know you're getting into position for the for the drops and i mean you can feel the changes your body makes during those scenes as you're maneuvering through the hotel and to me it is absolutely the best pre-show that I think I've ever seen at Disney. So brother from another mother. Yeah. But I hate the drops. <laughs> I love the drops. <laughs> I wish they had that set up somewhere where you could just go through the pre-show and then it pulls over to the side and you get off and you're done. <laughs> Because that would wow. be a really cool ride in and of itself. It so. would, you're right. That's true. So anyway, we gotta the pre-show for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, to me, is my number one. And oh, like wow. I said, I have some honorable mentions. And um, Rise of the Resistance is not on there. But, oh. but Smuggler's Run with Hondo. Yeah. And how incredible he is, and he's an out, he's an animatronic. And if you look at him, you think he's like a real alien, 
that's you don't true. see mechanical that's anything. That yeah. is absolutely out of this yeah. world yeah. as far as that goes to me. Yeah. And and you know, we were playing with kicking around some things in the car. Um, one of the things that I almost feel like is a pre-show is and it's not, but it, it and it didn't make my list because of that, but an honorable mention to me would be like um like voices of liberty before you go into the American experience. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely there, a show of its own, not a pre-show, but it's yeah. beautiful. Goodness but, gracious. Yeah. But when it's inside the building, that's when it felt like a pre-show. But when they're out in the in yeah. the in the amphitheater, then it, to me it's not a pre-show, obviously. But anyway. So, you know, some things like that were kind of honorable mentions for me. Yeah. Any honorable mentions for you guys? My honorable mention was uh, Flight of Passage, and it I would I would have chosen Flight of Passage. It could have replaced my number five, mm-hmm. but um, one that I would not have chosen as a top five, but I did think about was the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor show, uh, the pre-show with Edna Mode. <laughs> that dang voice is like. You mean Mine wrong? Was asking. <laughs> yeah, you, you mean, mean wrong? wrong. Yeah, Ron, yeah. Sorry. mode was from the sorry. Incredible. <laughs> yes, I'm being okay. Wrong. <laughs> um, my honorable, my honorable mention, my honorable mention would have to be the Carousel of Progress, because the show that they talk about how they how did they made the Carousel of Progress and how Walt presented it at the World's Fair, that the, to me is the, the show. After moving the things and yeah. yeah. That was a great show. That yeah. was a great video to watch. Yeah, because they had Walt. That's great. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah, Roz. I don't know where I got it. I think I was thinking about the Incredibles rooms again. <laughs> They're pretty fancy. I they never are incredible. That, darling. It distracts from the now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, that's uh, it, isn't it? That wraps up our feature topic. Yay. And so that takes us to this day in Disney history for July 12th. Sophie, All take it right. away. Take it away. Today, July 12th, in the year 1945, Jeff Galloway, a former American Olympian, and the author of Galloway's book on running is born in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. He has run nearly every Disney marathon since its inception in 1994 and is the official training consultant for Run Disney. A lifetime runner, Galloway was an all-American collegiate athlete and a member of the 1972 U.S. Olympic team in the 10,000 meters. Goodness. Well, happy 76th birthday. Yeah. Yes. Woohoo! Great job. Yeah. And born in Raleigh. No wonder you liked That's it so much, cool. Sophie. Oh, yeah. Sophie was born in Raleigh, too. That's right. I was. I was. And I am one of the few. Yeah. Very good. That's a good one. Thank All you right. for sharing. Good. Happy birthday, Jeff. Happy birthday. Okay. Uh-oh. Let me get my glasses on. Uh-oh. It's getting prepared. Sophie is calm as a cucumber. This oh. one, I think, is so easy. Stump the soap. Oh, my goodness. This character... Is self-centered. No guesses. Oh, no guesses, he says. <laughs> <laughs> this character is sheltered and lacks common sense. But this character learns humility, empathy, courage, and loyalty. Now you may guess. Um, 
Originally, I had thought Lightning McQueen, but he's not sheltered. And we had him the other day. Yeah. Self-centered. Sheltered. Lacks common sense. But this character learns humility, empathy, courage, and loyalty. Pinocchio? No. Hmm. Brenda, you got any guesses? The only thing I thought of is Mushu, but he doesn't meet all of those. So, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Well, I am amazed. Because for about a month, every time I would give a clue, you would yell out a character. <laughs> Who was it that you would yell out as a character? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give some more clues because I want you to get it right. Um, Aw, how sweet. This character was raised by his advisor. Cusco! Yeah, Cusco! (laughs) (laughs) And I was talking about Kronk earlier today. I know, that was funny. Every time you would, I would start a thing and you would go, Cusco! (laughs) And I'd be like, no. And like for four weeks in a row, it felt like you kept yelling, Cusco! Yeah, (laughs) I probably did. So I was like, well, I'm going to go Cusco. (laughs) There you go. I have some did you know. Yeah. Did you know that Cusco is seemingly ambidextrous? I can see that, yeah. Get this. He writes with his right hand as a human and with his left hand as a llama. Left hoof, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah. And... Cusco's name is derived from Cusco, the name of the city in Peru that was the capital of the Inca Empire. The only really difference in the name is Cusco is with a K for the character and the city is with a C. Wow. Yeah, I had remembered that the Emperor's New Groove was set in the Inca Empire, I think. So, that's my did you know. So, this week's character is Cusco from the Emperor's New Groove. Very good. Nice. Very nice. I couldn't even be sure if he was in that book. Yep, absolutely is. Yeah, because he's an animated character now that I think about it. So, of course, he would be. He's an animated character set before 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yay! (laughs) Thank you, Daddy. (laughs) Yay! All right. And now I believe it is time for a little bit of Walt. A little bit of Walt in your life. A little bit of Walt. Here's the Walt Disney quote, that is for sure. By nature, I'm an experimenter. To this day, I don't believe in sequels. I can't follow popular cycles. I have to move on to new things. So with the success of Mickey, I was determined to diversify. Walt Disney. Nice. Yeah. I agree. No sequels. Boy, there's been a lot of sequels, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but... Yeah. The more yeah, I think I about think it, that. those kinds of sequels, to me, for the longest time, I've seen Disney sequels as continuations of stories that need to be continued. Sure, sure, for the most part. But you're right, Brenda. Um, there's been a lot of sequels, but the sequels were not during Walt's tenure and while uh, yeah. he was running the show and, and yeah. producing and all that. They right. were they were done. And one of the things that, that comes to my mind is Fantasia 2000 
wasn't it Fantasia 2000? That yes. was the sequel to, to the original Fantasia. I thought it was just a reboot. I don't know. I never really liked either one, so... I liked Fantasia, <laughs> the original one. But anyway, those sorts of things definitely came after Walt. So. Yeah. Good quote. Right. Thank Good you. Quote. And that, my friends, wraps us up for this week. This is... Um, I'm excited because next week, as Sophie alluded to, we are actually going to talk about another favorite list. And our favorites this week coming up will be our favorite Disney ride backstories. Yes. Because as you all know, if you're a Disney fanatic like we are, it's the backstory that really makes the ride set apart. It's, I mean... A roller coaster in many ways is a roller coaster and you can go do them anywhere it's the backstory that really brings it to life so um so we are going to give our top five list of our favorite disney backstories and oh my gosh i can't wait to talk about it i need to shut up before i give any spoilers about my stuff okay um and probably don't be surprised if we each have a couple honorable mentions in addition to our five. <laughs> and if Mike and I go for the same ones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if we will or not. We're going to find out. <laughs> but anyway, that wraps us up for this week. Thank you all for joining us. Thank and you. And we hope you have a great week. And we, we will, will see, see you on the road. The road. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Grogu, are you going to wave bye? <laughs>